Podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they can't win or can't be beat, from man made lake to baby seat, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I'm not a hostage. I'm not a hostage. It's my co host, Evan. He barely knows up from down or left from right. It's my co host, Saker. Do you? That would be- I have to teach him because he's not a hostage. <laughs> it would be fun to. Like, never teach your child what a ladder was. So they would grow up being like, how the fuck do people get up there? You're, you're like, living in the fantasy that, like, if you don't teach your child something, they won't <laughs> they learn it. They don't know it. Like, they can't, they can't assimilate information from the outside world. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Everything my child knows, they know because of me. Yeah. I am the... They, they think there are people out there that are 12 feet tall that are just able to reach the things on the high shelves. Well, right? I'm, one of, I'm one of them. Well, that's not untrue. You're close to. Are you what? You're one of those people who says like, you know, I'm like eleven, eleven, but you're really twelve feet tall. Yeah. You like to be a little bit humble. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think the there's diminishing returns at twelve feet. Sure. You want to stay. You want to stay in the eleven foot range. Sure. Women like an eleven footer. Yeah. 12 yeah. Have you ever seen Shaquille O'Neal with any of his like? I'm not sure if he has a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, but like pictures of him with women. I'm sure they are very small. He's fucking... dating like average sized women. It's a nightmare because they truly are like half his size he's dating like four foot seven women i mean do you go into that relationship as like a a woman with a just a you know someone who is very tall like how do you how do you approach that i mean you approach it by saying oh goodness shaquille o'neal is very rich (laughs) i think i will no i'm i'm implying that they're gold diggers when i'm sure they truly love shaquille o'neal for his personality (laughs) for his uh talent and for his talent yeah actor athlete actor multi-instrumentalist what is your favorite humanitarian what's your favorite shack role couldn't tell you. Oh, did he play a? Did he play a genie? Uh, he did is play he Shazam? Shazam. He's Kazam or Shazam? No, Shazam was Sinbad. No, Kazam Shazam does Shack. not exist. <laughs> My favorite is either Grown Ups Two, where he throws the guy over the roof, or the General commercials. Those are really good. <laughs> For the best car it's rates in town. You know what I'm talking about? Shaq and the General. Yeah, yeah, they're friends. Yeah, that's where he's like buried in the buried up to his neck in concrete in one of them. That's and that's like right. would... And the fire ants are coming in towards. Well, no, no, there's one where he's buried up to his neck in concrete. Oh, this and is then, like, real. People are like, he's like, yeah. You guys thought I was lying when I told you about these cool new rates. <laughs> and uh, so you buried me up to my neck in concrete. Can I get out now that you found how amazing these rates are? I swear. This I, is a fever dream that you I had. I swear I've seen this commercial multiple times. <laughs> this is the candle Although, I don't know where I would have encountered it because I don't really watch commercials anymore. Yeah. So this would have been from childhood where it could have been a false memory <laughs> that was implanted in you by the big government. Speaking of false memories, I do have a Mandela effect retraction from the last episode. Oh, please. Yeah. I had said that I had read S. Morgenstern's The Princess Bride. That's right. One of our eagle-eared listeners pointed out that no such book exists <laughs> and that it was actually a framing device by William S. Goldman to to put his book in place. And what I had, I ran to my shelf when I read that on the Discord and I said, no, impossible. I have this book. If you had asked me a minute before, I would have said yes, with complete confidence that I had read this book. What I found was, yes, I had read a book very similar to that. Uh, it is um, actually a couple of books because I was reading a bunch of historical fiction at the same time in high school that I read The Prince's Bride. And it was um, Henrik Sienkiewicz's With Fire and Sword. Uh, uh-huh. It's a, a novel, another novel about a stolen bride and uh-huh. a, a land war in East East uh, um, Eastern Europe. And also um, sort of what's his uh, Giuseppe, Di, Giuseppe Tomasi di Lampedusa's The Leopard. Is that? 
Johnny Carwash in America? No. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Caravaggio. No, it's a it's a it's a um, story about the erosion of the nobility in I want to say early 19th century Sicily during the Risorgimento. Okay. But also, both of them figure stolen princesses figure fom- prominently in both of them. So I think I had a uh, brain mistake. You know. A lot- so anyway, I am embarrassed. I apologize. <laughs> the best apologies come with lengthy explanations well i wanted to give some context for the mistake i was making uh-huh. because a lot of the listeners did me the credit of thinking that i was playing some long con no <laughs> i am i am an idiot yeah we did on the discord people were like damn evan is so fucking smart he's like a fuck he's played 4d chess with saker no that's- <laughs> and that's the hill i chose to die on was the princess s morgan stern's the princess bride this is you are I mean, to make a one-to-one comparison, you are Donald Trump and our <laughs> listeners are the MAGA folk and they think that you're just this <laughs> genius who's just fucking like gaming it out piece by piece. We're all pawns in your little scheme. We're really like Donald Trump. I am just flailing madly <laughs> and I have a legion of lawyers that, yeah. uh, that make my will a reality. Right, right. What are the legion of lawyers in this metaphor? That would be uh, um, mm, yeah, nothing, nothing. Really. the brunches that you cook for me or yes. the legion of lawyers that keep me at bay. Sager's going to destroy me. One day. I also noticed you didn't edit out the part of the episode you said you were going to edit out. And friend of the pod, Jared, texted me to say how funny it was that I didn't edit it out. So people like that. Great. Well, because there's a joke that comes off of that where I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go to the next segment. And if I had just like put, all right, fuck it. Let's just go to the next segment after no pause. You could have just edited the whole little thing out and just started this. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. (laughs) You'll be hearing from my lawyers, which is to say brunch. Hell yeah. All right. I'm in. Uh, that sounds great. God, I mean, it'd be so much better. It's like, uh, uh, instead of serving someone a cease and desist, you cook them a delicious brunch. Hey. And you're like, hey, bud, the meta name is already taken, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh-huh. Uh, would you choose, could you possibly choose something else? And he's sure. like, mouthful of uh, hash browns. He says, oh, horse. <laughs> oh, I see. You think he would just agree straight off the bat. Well, yeah, I mean, how do you disagree with someone who's just given you a mouthful of hash browns? Really good, well-seasoned hash browns. I do love that the verb serve works either way right you serve a um, whatever uh, are you going to maybe so you're going to talk to them over brunch you're not just going to like hide the message tuck it into a sausage that's uh, your thing where they like cut into their omelet and there's like hmm, there's a little rolled up piece of paper in here like right. parchment in this in this uh, a pigeon in, comes out with this a sausage parchment on it's breakfast plate. sausage yeah that sounds fun to me where you do the uh you do like the little pancakes you make them in letters like uh yeah please sir do not use them. <laughs> yeah i made you 74 pancakes <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, boy, what if it gets fucked up in transport? And what if it ends up saying, what's a good anagram for please, sir, please do not use the name meta <laughs> <Jesus> anymore? <laughs> Too long. Pretty much make anything out of that. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of letters there. Please, meta. Sir, don't. <laughs> don't meta use. <laughs> so you think the words stayed in the same place yeah. and just bounced around. An anagram can be a mixing up a sentence too, can it? An anagram can be eight dads. <laughs> there's, there's no limit. There's no wrong way to make an anagram. No That's what I've always said. To eat an anagram. Speaking of eating an anagram, <laughs> let's talk about this week's song. God, I wouldn't have ducked, tucked into that anagram if I had known. If I had had any amount of hindsight, I wouldn't have even touched it. This week's song. And I wouldn't have gotten <laughs> This week's song is called 2020 Hindsight. And if you've never heard it before, listeners, here's a school cafeteria.
like a honky tonk bar or something. I think it's supposed to be a honky tonk bar, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, am I am I back in Shively with the very good ladies? Is that where I am? <laughs> Is right it now? Shively uh, karaoke night? Oh man. Uh, listeners, if you didn't go to OU, you missed out on Shively karaoke night. You might just want to rewind your clocks and come back so you could spend time with Seiki and Evbo in the Although we didn't halls. go to OU at the same time, nope. I don't think. I think I graduated a year before you showed up. Or at the the year before you showed up. You're four years older than me? Yeah, I think so. You're 40. Are you 40? 40. Couldn't tell. Did you? Wait, are you 40? Can't, can't tell. Like, I'm Did... not allowed to. That's part of, that's part of turning... Oh, I almost spilled my pants. <laughs> you, uh... Did you have a big 40th? I did nothing. Okay. It was the middle of pandemic. Well, that's no excuse. <laughs> you should have had a I uh, drank a bottle of bourbon and then masturbated all afternoon. That sounds fun. <laughs> Got myself a fleshlight. All right. That's really cool. <laughs> was that from your partner? or No, no. It was, okay. a, it was a gift for me from me. That's, those are the best guys. When you turn 40, you know. Are you excited? You're allowed all manner of things. Are you excited when you're dead one day for your son to listen to this podcast to remember his father? Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. I allowed you to take a sip of your barley tea. It's a uh, mint. It's mint tea. Oh, very good. Mint very tea. good. Sorry, I, I have uh, allergies. I don't know if you all know out there, listeners. I suffer from al- seasonal allergies. It's and, the middle uh, of winter. What seasonal well, allergies? Do I don't have? know. I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> but my nose is stuffy from basically like early October till freeze yike so i've got a if i wasn't drinking tea constantly here i would be coughing unfortunate because i have this post the sweet post nasal drip love that pnd um this is the first today is the first snowfall. pretty neat dogs uh, uh, what pnd pnd get those new dogs um that first guitar line in the song sounds so much like i don't know if you're familiar with this reference but elos don't bring me down yes i i know they were trying to mimic it and i know like I don't know at one point during rock that they decided, like, let's just add a fart pedal to the guitar. <laughs> let's make it sound as much like a fart as possible. And that was a whole thing through, like, the 70s and the 80s. 70s. Like, yeah. Well, it's when they came up with butt rock. They had to do fart guitars. <laughs> they needed, like, thematically. Let's make it a fart noise. Yeah. And it rules. Yeah. I mean, in, yeah, some some songs do. Yeah. This song did not, not rule. Not for me, no. <laughs> um, this, well, it's funny because... On the last album, on Silverball, is it cultural appropriation for them to take <laughs> white people's butt rock away? <laughs> and try? Oh, because they're Canadian. This yeah. is American. Yeah, butt this rock. is American butt rock. Can Canadians and Americans appropriate? No, it's punching sideways. Yeah, it's only appropriation if you're punching down. I feel like Canadians are always punching down it because like, they're the highest. Yeah, they're top they're, of the total I mean, bowl. geographically, true. Literally, true. So sociologically, true. I feel like their society is more advanced than us, if only marginally. So but they they. Slavishly lick provide our single peril healthcare. <laughs> no, they love well, America. only because we're a big fucking asshole who lives to the south of them that is like ten times as big and has lots of guns. Do you think they're scared of us? I would be scared of us. Yes, I am scared of us. I mean, just I look mean, what I we guess. did to Mexico. We're not Mexico. We're not scared of Mexico. No, look what we did to them. Oh, yeah. We what? and are still doing. We got on top of them. <laughs> we got on top of them. You don't want to be. You don't want America on top of you. Yeah, all well, of South America could agree with that, brother. You're <laughs> telling me. But it's funny because on on uh, on passcode, uh, Ty said he introduced Evan. Evan. He introduced Kevin and, to ELO mm-hmm. and uh, specifically uh, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. And, and Kev was like, oh, I want to make this song as much like... And now he must be on like a fucking ELO binge. This is his new favorite band. And he's like, all right, this one is like, don't don't let me down. And I like that he's experimenting. 
period. Well, and I think that's an interesting point that I brought up in my notes, is this song is so fucking boring, which yes. is an experimentation <laughs> for Kev, because he always makes interesting songs. So he thought, let me see if I can do a really boring Ed Robertson jam. <laughs> let me let me cosplay as Ed and and uh, kind of get into his headspace a little bit. I just I don't know why I just hate Kevin's voice in like almost every song he does now. Really? Like his twenty twenty hindsight. Wait, did you hate Bag of Bones, Kev? Bag of Bones? No, I liked Bag of Bones. Bag of Bones, Kev. Or he's just saying sha na na na. No, that was uh. I remember, you big dogs barking dogs big biting dogs dog barking dogs biting dogs. Hey, Mrs. Jones. Uh, I just it doesn't. It's not a rock voice. It's not a rock vocal. So you want him to just be chill. You want him to just chill out and no, do because some... the next song he's chill and I didn't like that one either. <laughs> okay, that's. <laughs> I don't know what I want from him, but he's not doing it. Oh no! I I put I made a bet with myself that this is Evan's new favorite. Kev song this for one? Township of King. Oh. But we'll get to it when we get to no. it. <laughs> I feel like Township of King is the same as this song, just sort of boring. Wow. That blows my mind. Okay, we'll talk about it when we talk about it. Yeah, in an hour. Yeah, in an, well, for the listeners <laughs> in a week. Um, yeah, I feel like this song feels like the song that someone would sing at like uh, an 80s movie battle of the bands, like end of the movie sort of. Because the whole, lyrically, it's like, this is... This is for all my friends that were so good to me. Shout out to you guys. I love you. All my friends from preschool who I haven't talked to in 50 years. What a weird... Do you want to get into the lyrics a little bit? Why not? Okay. Uh, it's just like, oh, shucks. I'm just a humble country millionaire <laughs> and chart-topping musician. Oh, shucks. I want to dedicate to my friends from the very Well, this is kind of a song about looking back and realizing how huge of a fuck up you were. Like, wow, I really, my life could have gone so much different. Yeah, I guess. But like, how do you, how does Kev look back on his life? Yeah. I, and be like, I made some, I mean, I'm sure he made some mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Now, this feeds into my theory that this is Kev cosplaying as Ed, Ed Robertson, Robertson in this song and saying like, boy, I really fucked up in my life. Because that's exactly like, he's truly writing an Ed song. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Ed has... Do you think has... those are Ed's friends' names? Uh, Sylvie <laughs> and Silent Sam? And Mary Beth? <laughs> what, Mary Mary, Mary Ann? Oh, is this in this song? Yeah. So it's the line that says, we were sitting so long, comma, it never ends. Yeah. But he says, with Mary Ann. Like, he clearly says with Mary Ann in the, in the lyrics. Sure. Okay. Uh, so these, you think, are, are... They're Ed Robertson's childhood friends. Do you think that Kev brought this song to the band and Ed's like... What the, the fuck? fuck are you doing, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Noah, I had a friend named Silent Sam. And Ty Tyler's just like nudging Ed like, hey, he's getting you. He's getting you. It's happening. Ah, loving this. Loving this. And Jim's just in the back going. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Beavis. God, Jim is sort of a Beavis, isn't he? He's got sort of a a long head yeah. <laughs> and speaking i speak from a position of under, understanding because if you my head is also very long sure you do have a long ass i have head. a big ass head not big just long it's pretty fucking big can you wear hats no not a hat guy not a, i can't 
Okay, fair enough. You try and some magnetic just, force it, no, just it, repels. They pop off my head. So you could do like, I just lost my hat on this mortgage. <laughs> and then it fucking pops <laughs> off of your head. Damn right. Wow, that's cool. I lost my hat on this mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a That's a fucking slogan. I just lost my hat on this variable rate mortgage. I just lost my hat on this person calling me at 1240 a.m. asking to buy my house. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Yes. 1240 a.m. a.m. He left a message on my phone. Jeebus. His name Jeebus. is Jacob. I've been calling him constantly for the past three days. Hell yeah. At like 1 a.m. when you're... Yeah. Hey, Jacob. It's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You know the one. <laughs> just wanted to let you know. Yes, I was Simba just in case you forgot. All right. Later, buddy. No, I make him... Uh, I make him insulting offers on his parts of his body oh what about your left arm i'll give you 150 dollars <laughs> that's kind of a good deal yeah i mean if you really need 150 bucks what do you use your left arm for what depends are you left or right-handed left no no <laughs> are you you're right-handed though aren't i am you? right mm. yeah i'm a righty that's what i thought everyone we know do we know any lefties you're a lefty i'm a lefty sinister that's awful want to see me right with it it's <laughs> good <Wait>. podcasting <laughs> I'm definitely left-handed. Although I taught myself to write with my right hand over one boring summer. Oh. And then I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> That's right. You also, this is the second time you've said a dumb writing trick that you can do and then immediately said like, but I don't know. I think last episode you were like, uh, I can write backwards. I taught myself how to write backwards could. one summer. And then you were like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, was a, I was a groundskeeper at a baseball diamond and there was nothing to do but mow grass and sit in a hot shack. Fuck yeah. So I taught myself to write backwards. I taught myself to write with my right hand. I taught myself to juggle. Oh, but you've kept that one. Yeah, I kept the juggling. Okay. Because juggling's easier to do. Sure. I tried to juggle the other day and for about seven seconds, I was doing, I was in a zone <laughs> and then I was like, holy shit, I'm juggling. And that's of course when it all falls apart. That's the awareness. Yeah. Never, never be aware. If there's one thing I've learned throughout my life, it's stay unconscious. Stay unconscious the whole time. I need to know. I Sylvie, Silent Sam. These are Kev's like bling ring buddies. I yeah. think these are his partners in crime. What kind of crime ring is Kev? Probably uh, returning stolen indigenous art to its creators. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's yeah. that would be his making his... Uh, graffiti about. Uh... I don't need any bling. I'm already a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's I think millionaires are the exact people who would do it just for funsies, just yeah. because to get a little thrill out of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think he's doing Ocean's Eleven heists of uh, of art pieces to return them to there? Well, that's sort of the ocean, like the Ocean's Eleven thing. Like the first thing they make their million, and then all the like Ocean's Twelve, Ocean's Thirteen, they're like doing it for revenge. They're doing it for like to help somebody out. Yeah. Like they don't need the money anymore in the other Ocean's movies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Huh? I only saw them once, and it was a long time ago. Hmm. Cool. We'll do an Ocean's podcast after this. <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned that Marianne line because I didn't. Uh, paying attention to it and i was just reading through the lyrics and i was like what a bad bad truly bad fucking line we were sitting so long it never ends is so i'm i'm glad that you've uh you've revised that for do me. you think his childhood friends are dead Ooh, is that why he's looking back oh well, i don't know i think that this is just like this is like a michael jackson song not an actual song that michael jackson would have written but a song that he wishes he could have written like just talking about how he wanted to be a kid again and be with kids sure all the kid um, stuff, you know, get those kids in his bed. Kev is, Kev is what, late 40s? Now? Early 50s? They're, uh, he's probably... They're 10 years older than 10 years old. 10-ish, yeah. So, so like 50. he's like, yeah, late 40s or 50. Um, I don't think that three of his childhood friends... How big of a coincidence would that have to be where Sylvie, Silent Sam, and Marianne died before you, your three childhood friends you hung out with? That would suck. Maybe he just lost track of them, I guess. Yeah, that's probably I think easier. That's probably Although with happened. his millions of dollars, he could easily find them. 
Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I can find childhood friends. I'm I'm a ten thousand air. <laughs> are you? God damn. Good for you. Bud. Yeah. Look at me. That's a lot. Um, there are some other bummer lyrics in here. Uh, so many times I can't forget. Made me really sad. <laughs> oh, that's just a fucking like sad lyric. I'm not a hostage to regret, but so many times I can't forget. Oh, yeah, like, Kev just stays up late at night and is like, fuck. Kev does seem like the kind of guy who ruminates on stuff. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Sitting in his chair. It's like it's cancer isn't there. Sitting in the chair. <laughs> like cancer, cancer isn't, isn't there. there. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think the I love Thank you... God I'm a country boy. <laughs> <laughs> the I love you at the end really fucking took me by surprise. If I never said I love you, then I'm saying it tonight. But never said I love you. That it didn't feel like a love song. This song did not feel like well, it he's, was, he's. You think it's a platonic? Yeah, love? Yeah, it's a platonic. Like one. A he want, I want to dedicate it to my friends from the very beginning to the very end. So, so he's dedicating it to his childhood friends, his current friends, and friends he will make in the future. Oh. So he just wants to say at the end, I want to. I, I want to say I love you everyone even okay. the friends even the friends i don't even know about yet wow that's beautiful which is a nice sentiment wow do you think you could pinpoint somebody that you will be friends with if i showed you a lineup of if i saw into the future and i gave you 10 people and i said one of these people will be your friend do you think you'd be able to identify who it is no. by look no i don't think so <laughs> no you don't think so no all right that's fair i feel like all i feel your... like what you're asking me is some sort of trap <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm saying like they would probably look nerdy, doughy. <laughs> I mean, our, our old friends group has a certain look to them, a certain je ne sais quoi, don't they? Nerdy doughboys. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yes, it was also a, <laughs> a stereotyping trap to get you to say that you uh, hated uh, fucking Colombian people. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, I don't know. The lyrics, yeah, the lyrics are pretty simple to this one, I suppose. Um so I don't know this one. I I like the way I kind I kind of like the chorus of this song a little bit. It's simple, but it's effective. His voice is he's it's not pitchy, but it's just atonal. Yeah, where he just kind of farts it out. Yeah, and I it bum, it bummed me out. You know what? Maybe I just liked this song a little bit more because we're coming up on the Thanksgiving season. <laughs> this song is so fucking Thanksgiving themed. <laughs> It's just we're giving thanks for our friends, for our family. Like I love y'all. You're so great. Yeah, I, the scent. I I will not fault the sentiment behind this song, <laughs> but I will fault its musicality, uh-huh. lyrics, and everything else. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think I'm getting into the spirit a little bit. It's you know the 16th right now. We're yeah. just sneaking up on it again. I like how uh, he experimented. It's me Pe- too. Period. <laughs> period. I like that they're putting themselves out there. It's old BNL all over again. Except yeah. they're much less of a folk rock band than they were back then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I am kind of I'm surprised because I think on like every song for this album, there's been people on the YouTube video being like, uh, "Wow." You know, this song is so good. What an amazing song. And this song, there's really no one. I expected there to meet, be more people like, it's 2020. This song is so appropriate now. <laughs> even though it isn't, just because people on YouTube, anything that says 2020 in it. Um, I don't know. Uh, that was just the thought that I... <laughs> not Sager's YouTube comment of the week. Oh. 
I did you know YouTube comment? No, 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 stop. (laughs) This song was really good. (laughs) The end. I do like, uh, speaking of the chorus, I like the breakdown at the end where he just goes, 20, 20, Heinz. 20, 20, Like he goes, the fucking ketchup. I don't know. 20. 20. 20. And then he gives a little giggle as if what he said was very funny. He's amusing himself. Good yeah. 20. 20. Do you, I, so. I think, do you wish you had kept in contact with John Haddle? Not really. No, I'm not. You never regret that? No. I don't think there's ever been a person in my life where I'm like, God, I wish I kept up with them. One. And that's because he decided he wouldn't be my friend anymore. Uh, uh, it wasn't that we just so fell you want out. What you, you want what you can't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I want the forbidden fruit. If I reconnected with him, I'd be like, all right, I'm bored of you now. Saker's <laughs> <laughs> all about the chase. Yeah. Yeah. But once the chase is over, I'm done. Gotta burn that bridge. Baby. How about you? Do you wish you would have stayed friends with John Haddle? Uh... No, because I feel like that's that's like looking into your own future, like because he can predict the future and he controls. How all do you how do you think I got your lineup of friends? The lever of the levers of fate. Sure. So I don't I don't feel like I'd want to know. You okay, know? let's think John Haddle out of the equation. Just a just a guy. Is there any is there anybody from Ron elementary school? Ron Paddle? I don't understand people who are like I found my friend from elementary school on Facebook. What the fuck do you have to talk to this person about? I've done that many times. Like, found somebody from, like, elementary school who moved away to Oregon what or are something. You talking to them And about? is now a mushroom farmer in Peru. Peru. Remember Mrs. Peterson? So, like, who cares? No, I mean, but it's, just, it's... You're not, like, engaging... You're not, like, going out and talking to them forever. You're, like, exchanging a few messages on Facebook just to see how their life turned out, which is interesting to me. I'm curious to see how they, you know, who they were. Like, oh, you were a madman back in elementary school, and now you are a... Psych- you sell psychotropic drugs from the jungle. Yep, this is a real makes story about sense. Yeah, that you are. <laughs> That's yep. cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I could go find John Drabison, but who fucking cares? I mean, if you don't care, then don't do it. I'm just angry at you for doing it. <laughs> but I, I like just to. I just like to see how people's lives turned out. Yeah. Okay. All it's, right. it's fascinating to see them, like you know, people you knew when they were 16, now at like 40. Yeah. And like they've got kids. They've got some of them have become like basic bitches. Some of them have become have, have like kept a little spark. You know that sort of okay, thing. And some of sure. them are like head of the community association or bitching about you know lawn signs. And, right. You know. You know uh, all sorts of fun uh, code code enforcement stuff. You okay. Know? Some have become uh, Holocaust deniers. Some of them have become, you know, like so this, just straight up, straight up idiots. This song probably rang more true for you than it did for me because I have no twenty twenty hindsight. Well, I don't know. It didn't ring true for me because I don't want to go back to fucking elementary school and hang out with them. Okay. Like I don't want to be a kid again and hang out with kids. Like that did not. That does not sound fun to me. Personally, I want to go back to ninety two. I don't. Drop my drawers and take a poo. <laughs> That's I think literally one of the lyrics. I know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I We're going to put a little bit of that song in right here. Grab a let's play. Nostalgia calls, walking down the hall. And I'm seeing these kids thrown down the brawl. Fuck 15 bags of weekly shoes. Yo, I want to go back to 92. Talk about fun transcendent age. No, I'm in a rap group, rocking live on stage. Drop my drums to take a boo. Yo, I want to go back to 92. Great. Thanks. And that song is available on Hey Fart Face, an album that was released fucking 10 years ago that nobody wants to listen to anymore had a concert last night went really well thanks for showing up bud Mm, i was with my son i was with child (laughs) 
Um, I'm not. I'm not good at late night stuff anymore. I feel man. you. Actually, I don't. But I. I guess that's you'll, fair. you'll get there in four years. I don't know that I will. People are always like, "Oh man, my next door neighbor." I was talking to him. I, he was like, "Oh, you're in a band." He's like, "I'm just too old to do that." I'm like, "We're the same age. What the fuck are you talking about?" People who are like, "Oh." I just can't do nights anymore. Well, I was just never a night guy anyway. Oh, really? I was always a mom. I've always been a morning man. This is just a chat show. Mm-hmm. We're just chatting. <laughs> I mean, this, if if any song will uh, is that expose uh, expose some chatting impulse. Here's to the good friends in my life. That seems like it's supposed to be like a call and answer. Here's to my dog. Here's to my wife. Ooh, I wish you had written this song. <laughs> I felt like a call and answer. Do you think this is meant to be kind of a call and answer song? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let me just run through the rest of my notes. I hate that they, exa- they have the exact same vocal processing on the main and the dub tracks. It's just a second delayed or echoed. Super boring. Super uninteresting. And the outro is way too fucking long on this song. The yeah. tail is just enormous. Yeah. It's just such a chonky song. It just reminded me of like Allman Brothers soft rock. Like definitely had those 70s vibes. To yeah. It. Yeah. 70s rock. Just, just sort of light and floaty. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a Kev song in structure yeah where you talk about something specific then you repeat a chorus a thousand times sure and the chorus the more simple the chorus is like if the chorus is only two words or three words two of which are hyphenated yeah (laughs) like (laughs) and they're the same word anyway (laughs) i just want like uh i mean like better than ezra did it with like i'm feeling good like that one that's a good one. Don't remember. Oh, that's not better than Ezra. That's Katie something. I don't know. Fair. Anyway, uh, good is a different better than Ezra song. Okay. But I mean, I'm trying to think of like Kev's ideal thing would be a small, uh, like a, a very specific talk about a very specific thing he did and then something airy and referential, like self-referential just... and then a one word solo, a one word chorus. Crackers. 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 <laughs> that's a good Kev song. <laughs> Crackers, you could talk about Ritz, you could talk about firecrackers, you could mm. talk about safe white crackers, people. white people. <laughs> Damn, there's a lot of meat on that bone, the cracker saw. Cracker smackers. Cracker smack. I want to flip- You done that, put a big, just a cracker flat on the thing, just smash it with your hand. I want to flip over the next BNL album, and I want Cracker Smackers to be track three, the big fucking hit from BNL's album. Oh, oh boy. Um- yeah, dude, that's all I had for this song. Um, we did have a couple of live vids. Yeah, there for was once. a couple. There was a couple. There was the River Theater, yeah. where Kev does the thing again, where they said, "Here's a sensitive ballad," and he goes, "Here's a sensitive salad." He's Ev to a T. He just changes the word a little bit. But I think, like, I think Ed signed on to this because he got to chonk around on his guitar. Yeah, like, you just see him in there with his like, case all pinched up. He's like, it's wild to me that he wants that. He seems like he would want to just like be in the background and tinkle away, but he wants to be like chonking in the front and singing a song. Damn right. I guess he wants to be a front man. <laughs> he I is. You wanted him to step aside last song. That's true. And I still believe that he should because now he is literally cosplaying at Robertson. So there's no need for an Ed anymore. I don't know. Um, yeah. Beyond, uh, the literally sensitive salad is the only thing I wrote down for the live videos. Beyond that, uh, it's just the I song. Kev Solo was fucking great. Okay. Like he he like uh, at the end when during the breakdown he's like he's like going going fucking ham on that guitar yeah and that was good yeah and I liked the uh, they did another one at the, did you see the one at Coney Island uh I don't think it's so. another it's just another one straight through but um he uh, 
he does a different solo at the end. So it's cool. He's a, he's extemporizing, which I really like. Really? Yeah. Doing and a little he, jazz. Yeah. And he uh, said, here's here's a song to friends who've all been scattered to the wind. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. This song is for his babysitter that he caught smoking pot. And, <laughs> and then she got kicked out and she, and she was an undocumented immigrant. So she's back in <laughs> Ecuador somewhere. And, I uh, knew you hated Colombians. Just say it. You don't have to say Ecuador. I said Ecuador. <laughs> all right. Fair. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. It's cool that they played the song live, though. It's nice to see these songs being played live. Because, for some reason, a huge chunk of these songs were just never played live. So maybe they just wrote them and abandoned them. Even though this is a good fucking album, for the most part. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't, like, we couldn't find any, like, big, no, no. That's exactly the song and I, I would say that of. is a much better song than this. For real. My, for my money. Yeah, for which is to say, money. I spent, I got this album for free when we got bought the concert tickets two years ago. Oh, God. Is that what you've been listening to? Did you dig it up from the archives? Yeah, I just, I've had it on my desktop for, you know, four <laughs> years. very funny. Okay. <laughs> Um, Ebo, I think it's time to get around to the mascot mashup. Which mascot represents 2020 hindsight? Which mascot is a boy who's a man, who's a little guy, poke him in his belly. There he is. Whoa. Of course, it's none other than Poppin' Fresh, the Poppin Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, we just talked about nerdy Doughboy. I know. <laughs> wow. You brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Pillsbury, the company, Pillsbury. Mm-hmm was um charles alfred pillsbury start, founded in 19 1869 i've i've never thought that it was probably founded by a guy named pillsbury mm-hmm. i just thought like pillowy plus <laughs> bury your face in some dough i don't know all right keep going so yeah yeah civil war time sure they found this in uh, minnesota and uh during the they they were ex uh, um instrumental in getting the railroads through minnesota because they had so much fucking biscuit flour to ship jesus they were okay like, yeah we'll help you build the railroads so they put a bunch of railroads in minnesota and put them all the way through um they did a very popular pillsbury bake-off in the in the mid 20th century i don't know if it's still running or not what is a pillsbury bake-off it's Just where they contest. come on baking stuff and they give you i don't know ten thousand dollars which i guess is a lot of money wow here. yeah i'm told well, jesus christ you fucking <laughs> ten thousand air yeah Buddy, it just, it's not that big of a deal. When you, when you look at your bank account and you see $10,000 in it, you're like, fuck, you are, sky's the limit. You are fucking, you're being silly, but I wish I had $10,000 in a bank account right now. Holy shit, that sounds- Damn right, I'm aspirational. You are. You you too can be a $10,000 air, $10, and if you buy my book, I can teach you how to be a $10,000 air in six simple steps. That's right. One, get a job. Two, live frugally. <laughs> Three- watch the money accrue <laughs> oh no steps four three six gotta be complicated yeah don't well, upgrade your house okay um yeah i uh oh yeah you don't fucking pay mortgage on your house do i do, you? I oh, do. You do? it's just a uh, mortgage is very my mortgage is pretty light God, i'm so fucking jealous because i'm smash i smashed it and that book is called to chart the clouds by evan dickin coming out in january please buy it it's gonna <laughs> tell you how to live a good life it's gonna be are you gonna plug it on this podcast i have to hell yeah i'm gonna have to i could probably sell up to two copies probably people love l5r yeah i want them to buy my book so that i can write more okay cool period um but uh so pillsbury also uh at one point they were purchasing a bunch of other companies and they ended up owning burger king Okay. They ended up owning, um, I don't have any other written down. Cool. Okay. Oh, Godfather's Pizza in Haagen-Dazs. Oh, okay. And then they were purchased by General Mills. And then General Mills, during an antitrust uh, ruling against General Mills, had to sell off some of their assets. So they sold off 
um, all the non-frozen dough Pillsbury stuff to Smuckers, an Ohio-based oh, company. Oh, yeah. And then Smuckers turned around and sold itself to a British company. So, nice. You know, antitrust. Okay, very good. So let me get rid of this, and then I'll just go into another trust. Sure, fold it somewhere Perfect. else. Perfect. Good. But you'll like this. They uh, experimented in the 60s with some really cool, uh, they were called funny face drink mix, like Kool-Aid. Wow. You know, I like it. They had goofy grape, uh, freckle face strawberry, loudmouth lime. Chinese cherry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, why did you say you'll like this? Wait, you're going to love this. Oh, just wait. Uh, lefty lemon. And, of course, engine orange. Yikeroo. Wowzers. Yeah. So those, the Chinese cherry and engine orange were changed to, like, choo-choo cherry and... Uh, Native American, Native American orange. orange. <laughs> Indigenous orange. Indigenous orange. Oh, no. But they also uh, tried to compete with, like, you remember Carnation Instant Breakfast from yeah. the 80s? I think it's probably still a thing. Probably. But, like, during, like, the breakfast wars, uh, they tried to put their own thing, and it was called Gorilla Milk. <laughs> okay. And it was- G-O uh, or G-U-E? G-O. Okay. And it was uh, uh, marketed towards teenagers who didn't have time for breakfast. Sure. So it was a- uh, Drink your gorilla milk and you'll be jumping around like an eight ball day. It's like something Yikes. like you'll be swinging all day. Sure. Okay. That's cool. Have you ever had any? No. It was, I don't think, I think it was gone but far before I was. Uh, You're pretty old. I was pretty old, but I don't, I've never really drank instant breakfast. I always, breakfast is always my, one of my favorite meals. Okay. Actually, all, all meals are my favorite meals. <laughs> so right. I don't really have any. Uh, chicken salad, chicken salad. salad. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Uh, so, so how does Pillsbury relate to the concept of 2020 hindsight? Well, poppin' fresh. 1968. Uh, sorry, he was born March 18th, 1965. Um, he has a birthday. Yeah. Okay. He was uh, created by Rudy Perez, who also came up with the Jolly Green Giant. And his idea was, um, he was thinking what to do, and he popped open a door. He's like, "What if a thing popped out of here that was alive?" Oh no! <laughs> so that was a uh, that was his. It was designed by Rudy uh, Perez. Also invented horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> invented the jump scare. So it was designed by uh, Disney animator and writer Milt Schaefer. Wow. Uh, originally, they were going to make him a puppet. But then he saw some stop motion animation. He was like, fuck, this is the way of the future. Yikes. So from 1965 till 1992, Pillsbury Doughboy was stop motion animation. What is he now? CG? Yeah, CG. In 1992. He had more than, um, he had five bodies and 15 heads that they would use to to do it. Now, um, more than 50 voice actors auditioned to play him, uh, including Paul Fees, who played Boris Badenoff on Rocky and Bullwinkle Show. Was he doing the same accent for the Pillsbury Doughboy? Eventually, it was uh, Paul Winchell, who is his original voice, who plays, who's the voice for Tigger, the tiger in Winnie the Pooh. Oh, how about that? Nowadays, Jim Cummings. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's him. Oh, and uh, so at this high point, uh, Pillsbury Doughboy, Poppin' Fresh, had 87% recognition among children and adults. You love your little statistics, your little statistics He gets 200 200, uh, letters a week, fan mail. Still? Yes. And 1,500 requests for autographs a week. What the fuck? According to Pillsbury, their site. That cannot be real. Nobody gives a shit about the Pillsbury Doughboy anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, he wears a classic white chef's hat and neckerchief. You poke his belly to hear his signature. Hoo-hoo! He also Hoo-hoo! sings He also sings a song. He does? Yeah. Back in the day, he's, nothing says loving like something from the oven. Oh, I Pillsbury does. I don't actually know the lyric, uh, the, the melody of the song, but he yeah. did. He sang a song. The first time he sang it, he was baking cookies in 1968 with um what's her name marine mccormick who went on to play marcia brady on the 70s sitcom the brady bunch wow so um he is born from a can of dough (laughs) great (laughs) but um so if you don't mind won't take long i'm just gonna sit here and sing my song about pillsbury sure please the doughboy no he did that 
Oh, but you can know, you? You know who's not a hostage? I just did, remember? <laughs> Nothing's in loving like okay, fresh from okay. the oven. Oh, oh, I see. You're going to the lyrics. Yeah. You jumped into them so quickly. You asked me the question, and I was just giving you a few more so tidbits. So surprised. Of, yeah. Okay. You know who's not a hostage to regret? Who? Pillsbury Doughboy. Whoa, that blows my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has never gone on record as knowing... Uh, just directions up or down or left or right. <laughs> this fact, is something he knows famous. almost nothing but baking. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So does um, he have twenty twenty hindsight? I think so. I think he can look back on his life and and say that he's made some mistakes. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, he used to a lot of the times he would be on shows with kids like Sylvie and Silent Sam and right. Marianne and all those right. sorts of stuff. I mean, I bet he wishes he could get together to get, again with his old his old buds, his old mascot buds. Sure, the, of course the, he the does. The Green Giant and uh, all the all the other ones. Yeah. So um, you know. He also famously loves everybody. Oh, that's so sweet. But he never says it, right? Yeah, that's Nothing true. says loving like, like fresh, some... <sighs> fresh from the oven. Oh and I, he's gosh. fresh from the oven. Also, I don't know if you know this, but he has a family. Uh, what? 1973, his family was debuted. His wife, they, okay, there's a lot of debate over this one. Okay. She's either his wife, his sister, or his girlfriend. Okay. Her name is Poppy Fresh. Okay, okay, okay. Tell me more about Poppy. Nothing else. <laughs> she appeared in one commercial, I assume? No, she just appeared in no commercials. She is a, like, they introduced a line of figurines from of him. Okay. And his family. There's also Grandmommer, Grandpopper. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Ro- Uncle Rolly. Is there, is there, um debate about who uncle roly is his uncle or his brother or just a stranger who <laughs> his calls name is literally uncle, uncle roly so they probably know debate on that uh his son is named popper okay his daughter is named bun bun oh my god he has a cat named biscuit and a dog named flapper jack or flapjack holy shit look at all of them there's yeah. so many yeah they're they all look like fucking ghosts when there's one pillsbury doughboy it's like okay that's cool but when there's fucking seven of them and they're all just white specters with dark blue eyes it's horrifying <laughs> Jesus Christ. He has starred in uh, many other commercials other than Pillsbury. Uh, he's been in MasterCard commercials. He's been in Geico commercials, Got Milk, and Sprint. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, and now we go into the mascot mashup. Pillsbury Doughboy weighing in at 14 ounces, <laughs> eight and three quarters inch tall, according to the Pillsbury website. That is, <sighs> Those are his specs. Okay. He will take the field against none other than Joe Camel. Jesus. Um... Well, fuck. So what can Pillsbury Doughboy, like, do? He's very friendly. I'm sorry. He has two children. Yeah. This Pillsbury Doughboy is canonically fucked. I'm sorry. It's taking me a second to wrap my <laughs> head <laughs> around the fact that this dude is fucked. Does he have his family with him? No. No. Why would he bring his family to a blood blood sport? That's fair. Okay. Him versus the camel. They, he doesn't want them to watch him die. Yes. Because he is like six inches tall. He is eight and three quarters inches eight, tall. Sorry. I know you mentioned that. All right. My fault. So, I don't know. Joe Camel's a fucking camel. <laughs> He's a camel man. A camel man. Yeah. So, Joe Camel, uh, I think, flicks a fucking cigarette in Philbury Doughboy's face. Yeah. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> Just proceeds to stomp him stomp into the fucking him. dirt. Yeah. yeah. Can he be killed? Or does he like reanimate well i think the cigarette probably does a pretty good job of like cooking him <laughs> so it's sort of like the like the, the fluid creature like turns into like stone a little bit so he's like trying to chase this like camel. one of those tiny terror situations where he keeps popping up and throughout joe camel's life and joe camel has to keep stomping him down maybe like he like runs out of a cabinet with a little knife like kitchen knife like <laughs> what if something popped out of here wouldn't that be fun <laughs> Um, yeah, probably. That makes a lot of sense to me. But so, I mean, d- does he have the wherewithal to kill no, Joe Camel? No, He's not like a leprechaun. He's not super strong. No. 
No, he's a master of, well, we never see him baking. No, he doesn't bake. That would be like fucking uh, him eating himself. It's hey, cannibalism. No, it isn't because, I mean. Wait, we do see him bake because nothing says love him like something from the oven. He says as it comes out and then somebody poke a, a, a nameless human hand pokes him in the stomach and so, he laughs. You never see him like, do, do we see him actually put stuff in the oven? Does he wear like oven mitts and shit? only eight. No, I don't think he can. He probably can't even lift a pan of cookies. No, no. This dude sucks. He assists, he assists in the baking. Like I, he seems like somebody who's like a, like a Siri where you're like, Siri, how many, how many grams of flour is in this, uh, in a cup? So like, he, two, 234. Uh, yeah. So Joe Camel, I think eventually just throws him in the oven Yeah, and he bakes. And, and then Joe Camel, fuck Joe Camel, like makes him into like a break and bake that he can share with like his other fucking friends who are coming over for the night <laughs> with Joe cool. Yeah, and, they're going to play uh, fucking cards or something. Yeah. yeah. High stakes poker. Yeah. Oh, 100%. With the world's most interesting man. And, uh, you know, the cool spot, the seven up cool, cool spot. spot is there. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, only the coolest mascots only get invited. The, that's true. Yeah. He's got cool right there in the name. Uh, okay. So Joe Camel moves on to the next round. <laughs> Damn right. He does. Wow. Just lights a fucking cigarette and Damn, you know. Joe Camel could take it all. I would feel simultaneously bad, but also so fucking cool if Joe Camel <laughs> won this whole tournament. Then maybe he would be our friend. Can you imagine being friends with Joe Camel? I feel like being friends with Joe Camel would be like, you wouldn't want to be close friends with him. Oh, he's somebody who dips in and out of your life. He's somebody who's got a lot of baggage, it seems like. Yeah. Like, you don't want, to, you don't want him to get drunk and open up to you. Yeah. Because I bet he's got a lot of things he regrets. I think he ever would. Yeah. I think he's a quiet, he's the quiet, strong, silent type. Yeah, you can never be friends with that's Joe fair, That's fair. That's like, fair. He'd like, he'd be one of those guys who like calls you up out of the blue. He's like, hey, I'm in town. And you're yes. like, you're like, okay, where? The docks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And he's got this fucking yacht he's just pulled up on. Or he could be unloading. He's a teamster unloading a fucking ship. That's the beauty of Joe uh, Campbell Campbell, is yeah. he could have a yacht or he could be a teamster. <laughs> you never know what he's going to do. Yeah. He doesn't hold the poker night. He just goes to other people's poker nights. Because I don't think he has, he's transient. He doesn't have yeah. a house. <laughs> he does not know. Well, he might. No, he he probably sleeps. Like, or he has a mansion. What he's who got? The fuck knows? Joe Campbell seems like the kind of guy who lives in a hotel room. You yes. know, like back in the day, like like some billionaire would be like, "Yeah, I just yes. live in like the 18th floor of the oh. Waldorf Astoria." Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Joe I, Campbell lives at the W. Yeah. Like he he's clearly... got like a couple. He's got a couple hotel rooms all over the nation. Yeah. You know? He got really into timeshares in the 70s. Yes, that's almost <laughs> that's exactly where he makes it. most of his money. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, Joe Campbell, moving on. Man, and now... I'd buy a timeshare from Joe Campbell. <laughs> I'd buy anything from Joe Campbell. I started smoking after last episode. It's time Did to you rate your favorite brand. Rate this. Come on, don't even joke about that. Camels. It's time to rate this song. As usual, have we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? The more clothes the song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer, the better. So, as usual, we'll start with you, Ev. What's your rating for this song? I'm about to go to the Minnesota Juice Festival. Uh-huh. They will juice anything that can be juiced, will be juiced, can anything, anything from blood to, uh, I don't know, cornstarch in water. Do you think it's weird that strawberry juice exists? No, because you can juice a strawberry, right? That's hard. Yeah, it's hard, but that's the beauty of it. <laughs> but it costs the same as like grape juice. That's probably because it's, <laughs> it's made of like strawberry juice and corn syrup. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Sorry, continue. Artificial strawberry flavor. But anyway, I'm going to the juice festival. Uh-huh. Got to get my juice and clothes on. So that's the uh, big, well, you don't wear, because you, you smash them, you smash them, so you don't wear shoes. You don't right. wear shoes. You wear a big, you wear a pair of galoshes. I haven't been to the juicing festival since pre-COVID. You wear Crocs. 
I think. Well, don't no, you, you don't want to get your, you don't want to get like plastic shit in the, uh, you know, it's like a, it's a grape stomping thing where you go up and you just smash them with your feet. Okay. You gotta you think get, Crocs, wash, them, wash them up good. Crocs fall apart. Is that why you don't want plastic shit in the, or you, you don't, don't want plastic shit to smash the grapes? Rubber, yeah. Yeah. I don't want plastic shit okay, to smash clocks, the grapes. Okay. Wooden Yeah. You can, you can juice, you don't want to go into the strawberry bog. You don't want to, you don't want to smoosh around in those strawberries. Fair enough. Get that. Get that one drop of juice for every pound and a half of strawberries. Yeah, I mean you must be. Oh, I can't we imagine have almond milk. So obviously, like you How can the milk all fuck sorts do of. Do you milk it all? I don't think you milk almond. I think you grind them up real fine and then like run water through them. So it's like a horchata, is my guess. I should drink more almond milk. I love horchata. Well, it's not sweet unless you can get it sweet, dude. You can. <laughs> you can put eight. Thank you for explaining almond milk to me. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I, right. I, I prefaced all that with it. Uh, I don't actually know how no it's No nothing podcast. Yeah. So, uh, and it's not just about burning ladies. It's about everything. So my overalls. I get, I get out my overalls. I get out my, uh, um, you know, probably don't wear a shoot shirt to the Juicing Festival. Who does? Who does? Straw hat. Okay. Dirty my, my old, old Hank. My dirty old Hank. Uh-huh. Old dirty Hank. Old dirty Hank. Yep. And uh, try, tie them on, put my straw hat on, try to put my overalls on, but oh my God. Last time I went juicing, it was pre-pandemic. Right. So I, I put on about 20 pounds. So sure. I really wanted to like these pants. I was primed to put these uh, overalls on, get them all on me. But now I'm kind of I'm kind of spilling out. But you know what? No time to get new overalls. So I got to drive up to fucking Minnesota in, yeah, in, the, in the snow to get to get the outdoor juicing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everyone, everyone's real nice to me. You know, they're very polite, but I can tell they're judging me because their right. overalls fit. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. So this this song, I'm wearing a nice pair of overalls. Tight overalls. Tight overalls. Are they and like, a straw hat and a hank a handkerchief like a Pillsbury Doughboy handkerchief around my neck? Are they also wooden overalls? Is your body spilling out wooden overalls? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're jean overalls. Oh, okay. Maybe All right. denim. I don't want denim in my grape juice. <laughs> Well, I roll them up the I roll up the pant legs. I just want wood. <laughs> That's all I want. Well, yeah, I can do that. Okay, good. Thank you. Go to the juice and pits. But you also like to buy that uh, uncarbonated soda at the <sighs> fairs. Give me that Billy Bob's uh, fucking tin cup ass soda. Yeah, I'm like, God damn. I hate carbonation. If I could shoot all carbonation. I know. With gun, I, I, Saker was over at my house the other day and I gave him like a, a Coke or something and he was just sitting there shaking the bottle to get the carbonation <laughs> out and I just <laughs> could not fathom why one would it do that. It hurts my mouth in my little throat. <laughs> I, I just combination. it uncharacteristically strange, <laughs> even for Saker. Really, even for Saker. It's not all right. Fair the enough. Carbonation is like the only commendable part of soda for me. The sugar is the best part. It mm. tastes nice. Mm. All right, it's too sweet for me. I'm having a day of you know. I'm just it's tough. I'm, it is I'm tough. Ray. I'm looking at all the figurines of the Pillsbury Dough people, <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, I remember my personal bun bun. I remember my flapjack. I remember the dog that I had when I was seven years old. You know, I just, I miss those days. My KK slider. Um, and so I'm thinking, I wonder what they're all doing these days. And so I get on Facebook. So I visit their graves. I get on Facebook. I learn they're all dead. I go to their graves and I see Johnny Flapjack, uh, 1985 to 1996. He died the year after I stopped talking to him. <laughs> so sad, sad, sad story. 11 year old. But I'm standing there and someone, I, I feel the presence of someone behind me. The hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And I turn around and just like a Pillsbury Doughboy, something pops out at me. And it's an old woman. And she's got these 
pointy nose with a wart on it and she's wearing this cloak and she's got this this walking stick in her hand and she says ah, you wish to return <laughs> and she, i say i oh, know not really you know i just i wanted to think about it and look back and she says there are friends that you haven't met yet as well <laughs> and i say in the past oh okay she says no in the future i say who are you talking to she says the omniscient narrator mm. um and i say yeah you know what i bet there are and then i get existentially sad again because i think there's a finite number of friends that i'm gonna have like at some point i'm gonna stop having friends because i'm gonna die and she says, we can stop that. And I say, what? She says, do you want to have infinite friends? And I say, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd like to have infinite friends. And she says, put this on. Then put this on. <laughs> and she hands me a shirt that says, I'm going to turn into a tree. And I wear the shirt and suddenly bark starts growing up my feet. And I say, wait a second, what's going on? And she says... You're turning into a tree. <laughs> Surprise. And she rips up the thing and it's the Pillsbury dough. It's poppy fresh right here. Oh, poppy in fresh. The poppy flesh. Girlfriend or wife or si- sister. sister or mother. I'm a sister. I'm a mother. <laughs> poppy fresh, bitch. Uh, boy, to people who don't know the Meredith Brooks song, that's going to sound like I'm just misogynistic for no reason. Uh, anyway, uh, I would say that uh, I'm able to stop it. Uh, but after it's reached my brain. So I think it's my brain. Does that really stop the back of my neck? Well, I still have a human face and like (laughs) maybe a human neck and part of my torso. You're a tree with a tree brain and a human face. Yeah. (laughs) My human face is frozen in terror. And over the next week or so, it just decomposes. But for that week, I am this much just face, neck and part of torso flesh is uh is exposed but the rest of me has grown into a giant mighty oak and so many children sup under me in this graveyard for the rest of their lives and i have infinite friends that's perfect a graveyard child a graveyard Children. child children's tree. graveyard we'll be back with more it's all been done a brannick and ladies podcast hi evan i'm thinking of getting into extreme sports holy shit you should which is your favorite Shark rodeo. Damn, dude, mine's potato peeling. Oh yeah, get those. Well, you potato peel, but you peel potato, you potato peel with a with a tomato peeler. You, yeah. you ever seen a tomato peeler? No. They're like a, they're like a potato peeler, but they've got like teeth on them, like real fucking sharp teeth. Oof. But hell, they'll take that. They'll take a skin off anything. Oh yeah, including your fingers. And you have to do it in the dark. Yeah. This is the potato peeling event. The potato peeling event in the dark and uh, uh, naked. Yes. <laughs> and the potato has to be on your stomach at all times. Yes. And I mean, it's a speed competition. Yeah, three quarters touching you at all times. You gotta fucking go. And then periodically they dump a bucket of glycerin on you. Jesus Christ. To make you extra slippery. Is glycerin really slippery? Yeah. Is that Vaseline? Yeah, not not Vaseline, but it's like a slipperier than Vaseline. The only time I've ever heard it is in the Bush song. Is that glycerin? That is glycerin, right? Glycerin. Uh, I think it's glycerine. Okay. It's a mixture of uh, glycerin and uh, Vaseline. Vaseline. Okay, good. Lemon. What is that song about? What is any Bush song about? I don't know any other Bush songs. Wait. Uh, Everything's Zen. Oh, little Things. Little Things, I was going to yeah. say. That's the one. Uh, I, I don't know if they did the Swallow. I'm trying to think of all the other Bush songs I know. Not many, but. That's a lot of Bush songs you were able I to I liked name. Bush okay back in the day. What's our Bush podcast called? Uh, one of the pods worth two of the Bush. <laughs> Is that a bad title? Deep in the bush. Okay, deep in the bush. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's got to be some uh, genital hair 
pun that we can make here. Like my bushing up daisies. Bushing up daisies is very, very good. It's our uh, pushing up daisies bush podcast. Where oh we man! Compare we compare sequentially every pushing up daisies episode to I've never seen them, but to to push a up. bush song it, one by one. It's we, we decide which one is it's a, it's a head-to-head podcast. There's exactly the same number of pushing up daisies <laughs> episodes in bush songs. <laughs> As soon as Bush is releasing another album, we're going to have a Pushing Up Daisies reboot. Mark my fucking words. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for Pushing Up Daisies. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, now we have Actually, to... I think this show is just called Bush Pushing Daisies, so it'd just be Bushing Daisies. Yeah, Bushing Daisies. Yeah. I've told the people on the Discord that we are every joke podcast that we bring up on this show, we are going to do in our time after we finish the Vertical Ladies podcast. We'll do Bushing Up Daisies. Why the fuck daisies. not? Um, boy, oh boy, that's fun. I like that idea. I like. Uh, I hope you have a like Excel spreadsheet with all those on them because I'm definitely not going to remember nor well, listen no. to our last our episodes to figure out. You told me that you were going to go back and listen to every mm. single episode from the first one. Don't recall that. Okay, never what ex- mind. Okay, so uh, potato peelings are extreme sport. Okay, right. So potato peeling, chop potato your squealing. Up. It's got a, a couple pigs in the room as well. <laughs> Potatoes. Oh, sure. So they nudge you every yeah, so often. They're gonna. You're, you're sitting in a hog a hog pit. Like the, just like the a hog pen. The glycerine is apple flavored. Yes. So the pigs are trying to lick you. They just bite put honey you. all over you. Because I think I think like a potato, a peeled potato, is slippery enough on its own. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But I think the honey would give you a little more grip. We don't want that. I don't think it would. I think <laughs> you would you would think it would, but it doesn't. Okay. All right. Um, that used to be my signature dish in uh, in college. Is Honey. A, honey. <laughs> I used to buy a bottle of honey and put it in a bowl and serve you it go, to my friends. You're going to love this. And you just spend like a minute or two just squeezing it out into a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Dig in. It takes more than... It's like 15 minutes where I'm staring them in the eyes the whole time. It's squeezing just so hard and just silence. You like uh, a, and you, you keep it in the refrigerator so it's extra. Oh, extra, extra hard. Yeah. It'll take more. It'll take a couple hours. <laughs> Every time they try to start talking. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Wait, watch. Ooh, ooh. And you keep... You go, Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is clearly just for my perverted benefit. Uh, anyway, extreme potato peeling. Let's get back to it. The pigs are nudging you around. They're trying to bite you. You're peeling a potato, which is really close to your genitals. With, you a, are, with the sharpest potato peeler, with a tomato peeler. With a tomato peeler. Uh, is there one more? It's dark. Completely yeah, it's dark. dark. Is there one more wrinkle that we can add to this? Um, it's the ground. It's on a... The ground will move. Oh, it's on a waterbed. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's even better. It's in a bounce house. It's a bounce house. Sure. They put every competitor in a bouncy house. And uh, it's a, it had to be a fortified bounce house because I bet pigs would go right through a bounce house. Oh, boy. Brother, pigs will go right through a bounce house. If I've had any experience in this life, you're right. Um, you think so? Why? They're not sharp on the bottom, are they? They got hooves. I think hooves would cut through, cut through, you know, bounce paper. I guess you do have to take off your shoes when yeah. you go to a bounce house, so they can't take off their shoes. How horrible of a life would that be for Evan Dickin to always have to wear shoes? That's their feet, though. That's their feet, though. <laughs> the hooves fair. are their feet. Look at their hooves. The money. The bones are their, their money. money. Did you see that news story where somebody fell out of a coffin in, uh, I don't know, fucking Poughkeepsie? No. Oh, everybody was reposting it with the... Uh, coffin flop. <laughs> didn't rig this. <laughs> We didn't rig shit. We didn't rig shit. Uh, you know who else didn't rig shit? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be Champs in the Making. That's right. Their brackets are 100% legit. Champs in the Making has a revolving table of voices from all over the Orange Groves network. They use a bracket to find out the best Pokemon of all. Episode 46 just came out on November 2nd. Uh, this episode brought to you by Weed. 
That's the only description they have in there. Wow. Cool. That's fun. I like that. Uh, anyway, if you're curious to see what the best Pokemon is, you can listen to it. Maybe it'll be the pig. I think there's a pig Pokemon. Yeah. I'm sure there's several, in fact. Yeah, there's probably hundreds of pig Pokemon. Piggyon. Snorchillax. Uh, there's like a boar. There's a boar fire boar one. Oh, that's right. Didn't we rate him? Uh, Bisquila. Yeah, I think Bisquila. So. <laughs> Bisquila. What's that? Think up a Pokemon name on the spot right now. Uh, Like a pig, a pig Pokemon no, name? No, just any Pokemon. Uh, Microdome. <laughs> He's got the smallest head. Microdome. <laughs> You talk into it. It makes your voice big. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That ruined it for me that you just looked an inch ahead of you to the microphone. For some reason, Microdome was way funnier to me. Just the person with a tiny ass head. All right. Anyway, you can listen to Champs in the Making every fucking first and 15th. microphone. He can call anybody on the phone, but his voice is real small. Far away. It sounds like he's really far away. You punched yourself down into the fucking middle of the earth. You come up with a Pokemon name. Okay. B-Man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. You really went to A to F with that one. B-Man. Went from A to B. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Barenaked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and figure out which segment we are doing today. The wrong man was convicted. Who should cover this song? Hmm. Who should cover it or who do we want? Who to shouldn't cover it, baby? Uh, uh, who shouldn't cover it? Yeah, well, yeah. So it's it's Kev trying to be Ed. Lil Nas X. Well, <laughs> who shouldn't cover this song? <laughs> well, it does. Uh, he'd have, probably do okay. It has kind of a country feel to he's it. He's a talented man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a talented man. He's sort of, I mean, he, he could do country. We've seen Old Town yep. Road, right? Mm-hmm. Top the country charts, in fact. Um,. There's no rap in this song, which I feel like is is where he excels, correct? Mm-hmm. So is that a problem? Oh, Michael Jackson should not cover this song. Should not cover it. Oh, right. because it's too close to, to his... To being uh, about kids. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So who famously uh, uh, hates kids? No, that doesn't make sense either, because it's about looking back this... Who handles things from a distance? Who... Ha- <laughs> what am I? It's like a riddle. riddle. Yeah. <laughs> Who handles things from a distance? Who's a producer? What if Gavin Brown covered this oh, song? Oh, yeah. Was Gavin Brown with a band or has he always been a producer? Brother? <laughs> How am I supposed to know? All right. Never mind. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Lil Nas X. Yeah. I mean, he would do fine, I think. But God, I feel like he wouldn't be interested in this song because it's... What about somebody who sings boring songs somebody who's right in the intersection here it is mm-hmm. somebody who's right in the intersection of country and rock which is where this song is darius rocker chris gaines oh we get chris gaines we get garth brooks to put the wig on again baby <laughs> and come back as chris gaines to cover 2020 hindsight that's a jam for me 2020 hindsight i like that do you like that yeah because yeah. also he doesn't exist and this song is about uh, yearning for a time that may never be back and may never exist again. I, I kind of dig that. May never have existed. May never have existed. Again, nostalgia is a toxic impulse. Oh, man. Kev's talking about his imaginary friends. Oh, I do love that. Who the fuck is named Silent Sam? These are definitely his imaginary friends. Silent Sam is like a fucking name that a bully would give you. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
So do you think Kev is the bully in this situation? No, I think Kevy is is part of the bully. Kevy is part of the bullied clique. Sure. So he, Silent Sam was trying to reclaim the name Silent Sam. I think that he just couldn't go by anything else. Oh no. Oh man, that's like when I called friend of the pod Cliff one day in high school. I said his name was Cliffy B, and that's just what his name has been ever since for the rest of his life. There you go. That's a bummer. You've done it. I've done it. All right, Chris Gaines, it is. <laughs> There we are. Done it. Done and done. Done and fun. Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our fancy little fuckers. Uh, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is an email from our friend Macaulay. Hi, Macaulay. Hi, Macaulay. They say, hey, Evan's sake. Hey, Macaulay. Hey, hey. Hope you feel better soon. This was when we called off a couple weeks. Oh. <laughs> Hope you feel better soon. And as much as I love listening to your show every week, I'm glad you're taking some time off for your health. Knowing there's just one more season for y'all is bittersweet. No hope for the Fraggle cast. So at least this will give me more time with you goofs. Anyway, I, I love the idea that us not talking is like, I have more time with them. <laughs> <I love laughs> that's, real, that's a toxic, like, they're not talking to me. I mean, we could just not release our last episode ever. Not about it. It's like we've recorded it. It's being it's edited. We just don't release it. There that are way. some people who do that who are like, I'm never gonna watch the end of this TV series because it's gonna make me too sad to watch it go. I did that like I think I did that once in high school with like Malcolm in the Middle. Weird. I really liked Malcolm in the Middle back in high school. I can't. I, I, Have you ever rewatched it? No. Why would I? I, Brian I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't watch the last episode. Weird. Just so I would never have, you have never seen it. No. I mean, I know what happens in it, but. I've never seen it. Well, what's the point if you know what happens? Well, because I found out what happened years later and I didn't care to go back and watch it. Mm. It meant a lot to me at 14 or 15 or whatever. Next. Now it means nothing to me. Next next night we get together and watch movies. Can no. Please watch the final episode no. in the middle. No. I'm not going to let you do that to me. I'll get the rest of the crew to bully you. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, on to my question. It's the autumnal equinox here in North America, mm. and the bare naked ladies are celebrating at the pumpkin patch. What are their favorite farm activities, and what do they each look for in the perfect pumpkin? P.S. My Mage of Honor speech was completely awesome and made my sister laugh and cry, and everyone loved it. Thanks for the encouragement. Oh, great job, Macaulay. Do you remember when we encouraged them to have a speech? Yeah, we were talking about their favorite first level spells. <laughs> I don't remember this at all, but I'm glad. I do I'm remember. I remember us doing it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. 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 Uh, okay. Um. So, what are their favorite farm activities, and what do they look for in the perfect pumpkin? It's interesting because I don't think about what's the perfect pumpkin. I look if it's orange, if it's round, baby, that one's for me. Yeah, I definitely like. For me, it's like you don't. Yeah, I don't look for the perfect one, but I look. I can. I can know which ones I don't want. Real. Actually, I did get dragged this year because I came home with two pumpkins, one for me, one for my partner. And one of them was completely flat on one side. Completely flat back of the head, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said, did you look at these? And I said, yeah. I w- it's This one's a canvas. I like this one, actually. This one's good for me. <laughs> um, did you carve it? Yeah, I carved it. What'd you carve? I carved a, uh, a Boo from the Super Mario series into it. Yeah. And my partner got wild with it. She got our drill out, and she drilled a bunch of holes of Pinhead. varying sizes into it. 
And then when you put a candle in, it looked like a starry night out on the... Well, that's nice. It was very... <laughs> Hide, he died. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one, isn't it? Wait, did you carve pumpkins this year? I bought two pumpkins to carve and then never got around to oh. it. They're still on my porch. We can carve pumpkins today. Bummer. Okay, you, me and you or you and your partner? Whoever. Okay, great. They're on my porch. If anyone wants to come and get my pumpkin porch, pumpkin porch, pumpkins... And my address on. is... My address is 4242 4242. Good. <laughs> Court. Court. Um, so, all right, got to get to this fucking question. Let's start. Okay. Uh, do we want to handle... Let's do one by one. Ed Robertson. Ed Robertson's favorite activity. Got to be something like campfire singing. That's a, Is that a farm activity or is that a camp activity? I feel like it's an... I feel like when you go to the pumpkin patch, you got some farm activities on, on, on offer. And I think that like... If there's somebody with a, he's the son, he's the guy who pulls out the acoustic guitar at the campfire. Nobody wants him to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Nobody gives a shit. Like everyone just sits there awkwardly, is like singing "Kumbaya" and like he does a couple. He's like, "Here's a couple songs from a band I like to call the Bare Naked Ladies." Sure. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So he's sitting around the campfire and singing some fucking songs, and his clothes smell like smoke for eight days. Yeah. Um. Pumpkin wise, it seems like a round boy. Oh yeah, I think he he fucking digs and digs and digs until he find he's not satisfied until he finds that perfectly round pumpkin. Yeah, not too big, not too small. I think a very medium round pumpkin, yep. and he carves into it a classic fucking jack o' lantern Great. face. He he wants the pumpkin that he had on his eighth birthday at you know when all his family came together on Halloween yes. for the last time. Yes, the pumpkin that he carved with Natalie on their wedding day when everything was good, yes. everything was perfect <laughs> before he fucked it up so fucking bad. <laughs> Good. I like that. And he looks at the pumpkin and just starts crying. Then he sings sad songs for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, Ty, his favorite activity is milking the cows, baby. <laughs> I would say his favorite activity is the pumpkin cannon. Oh, that the, famous the, the farm ca- the pumpkin catap- The catapults. Sure. They have, don't you, they have some of those. Like they have the catapult. You can like shoot pumpkin chunk. Pumpkin chunkin. Pumpkin chunkin. It's an activity. You shoot pumpkins out of a can, like a, like an air cannon, or you throw them out of a catapult. The fuck? It's what a, farms have you gone to? It's a competition. It's I, a went to a pumpkin chunk and, I went to a pumpkin chunk in one year at a pumpkin patch. Okay, fair enough. So he I likes like pumpkin he gets, chunk. He gets into that. All right. Why? Just because of the, the messiness. Likes, yeah, the I think visceral. That, I think that like Tyler's pumpkin, he just puts on a stump and smashes with a hammer. That's true. He it Gallagher's everywhere. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he likes to smash the pumpkins. He calls himself Gallagher 3. <laughs> he goes at it, baby. And yeah, that's his Halloween costume, too, is Gallagher. I would be incredibly surprised if Ty has never gone as Gallagher for Halloween. That feels exactly like something that he would do. Yeah. And uh, I think that his... So that's his pumpkin and his activity is pumpkin chunking. Okay. So, uh... He oh, wait, doesn't so care. what's his pumpkin? He, he, doesn't, care, he doesn't care pumpkin. what it looks like. Right. He okay. takes the cast-offs. Okay. The cheapest pumpkins he can find, he puts them in there and he just smashes them with his hammer. Sure. Last splatters it everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Kev. And he laughs like a fucking maniac covered in pumpkin guts. <laughs> Jim laughs with him. Uh, Kev's... Okay. Kev's favorite activity is playing hide and seek but nobody knows he's playing hide corn, and seek he goes into the corn maze and gets lost he just goes into the corn maze and thinks this will be so funny they're gonna be looking for me and i think the kev's favorite pumpkin is like one of those really tiny pumpkins oh absolutely like yeah. the decorative gourd yeah and he fu- he gets like a a fucking uh like a pin and he carves it piece by little piece just poking the pin in there to get the most minute detail on his little pumpkin he loves little things dolls and doll houses <laughs> or he gets the little pin and he pokes it once and goes oh oh no 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 and he just leaves it alone i've the... broken something beautiful yeah. <laughs> and, uh, i can't improve upon nature's work that's true and he just puts it up on his mantle and looks at it until it starts to rot ain't that and then he feeds it to the animals outside oh man what a sweetie he is 
And then the birds all land on him as he does the messiah pose outside. Yeah, a little yellow bird lands on him and they fly away together and he raises the yellow bird. Uh, Jim, finally. I think Jim doesn't get a pumpkin. I think Jim has one of those like artificial pumpkins. Oh, you can buy it like craft stores. Like an artificial Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Just... Well, they sell those like artificial pumpkins you can carve. Like at Michael's, you'll see, you can buy an artificial really? like, It's like an artificial pumpkin, but it's like foam or something, and you can carve the face oh, in. Oh, that's cool. And like it's like a jack lantern because it's hollow. You can do everything you can do with a jack lantern, it just never goes away. You can't put a candle in it, can you? Show enough. Really? It's got it's a foam. A, yeah, but it's like fire, f- fire retardant foam or oh, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, Jim's favorite farm activity is crossbreeding. He likes breeding <laughs> the animals. Breeding varietals. Yes. Yeah. He does the ch- the the cowkins. Which are big cow chickens. They're just cows with big wings. Jim's favorite farm, anim- farm activity is insemination. Yeah. Cow insemination. He likes putting that glove on. He likes yeah, going all there. the way in there. That was a that was a fucking to do when the inseminator came to the dairy farm. Uh, brother was that I worked at. <laughs> Did you enjoy watching it happen? No, it seemed real gross. Yeah, it seems disgusting. Yeah. Um, I went down to get lunch. Oh, no. But you thought about it the whole time you were eating. Yeah, someone sticking their whole arm up something's vagina. You just not, hundreds of yards away from me. Not have gotten a sloppy chili dog that day for lunch. That was a bad choice. <laughs> just felt like an arm in something goopy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Macaulay, I hope that answered You're your question. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Ebo, mm-hmm. the end. We'll see you again in, in one, one week. week.